This morning, I have a question for you. Have you ever heard God speaking to you? Maybe you heard an audible voice, maybe you didn't, but has there ever been a time that you knew without a shadow of a doubt that God had a message for you? This might have happened while you were reading scripture or praying or seeking counsel from a Christian friend. Have you ever heard the voice of God? I think of a time when I was 16 years old and I had received a postcard in the mail inviting me to work at a Baptist girls camp for the summer. And I sort of tossed it aside and didn't give it a second thought. I wasn't interested. In the weeks that followed, I was struggling to figure out my plans for the summer. Nothing was really seeming to work out. And all of a sudden, I felt a strong urge to go back and find that postcard about camp. And I felt God clearly speaking to me, telling me that he wanted me to work at that camp over the summer. I was shocked, actually. Um, But what else could I do but call the camp and sign up? And that summer was probably the most transformative of my life, I would say. It showed me that I could be a leader, and it ultimately put me on the path, the career path, that led me to be here with you today. This was one of the times in my life that I can say I heard God speak to me quite clearly. Have you ever heard God speak to you? The main character in today's passage heard the voice of God unmistakably. Now, If you look at Acts 9 in your Bible, you might think I'm talking about Saul, also known as Paul, right? To whom God appeared in a flash of light on the road to Damascus. This story is well known, it's powerful. But today, I want to focus on another character in Acts 9 who heard God's voice and responded. He's discussed less frequently, but he's still important. And yes, that person is Ananias. Now, in the verses we heard, um, we know that Saul was converted on the road to Damascus. Ananias didn't know that. All he knew was that Saul was a terrible persecutor of Christ followers like him. Saul was one of their worst enemies. He stood against everything that Christians stood for. It's like, for example, if a member of ISIS was suddenly let loose in Nova Scotia and began targeting churches and Christians. I can't imagine the fear that would well up in us, not to mention the hatred. God, we're down here doing good things for you. Why is this evil person persecuting us? Are you there, God? Well, Ananias was one of these Christ followers whom Saul sought to persecute. Saul wanted to destroy them and everything they stood for. One day, Ananias was just minding his own business when suddenly he heard God's voice. The Lord called out his name in a vision. Ananias. Can you imagine how you would respond if you heard God calling your name? Maybe I would glance around to see if anyone else heard something or maybe if I was going crazy. Or I might cower in fright if I realized it really was God who was speaking to me. Or if I had enough presence of mind, to be honest, maybe I'd start recording on my phone to make sure that I remembered what God had said to me. And then what would I say? How do I know it's really you, God? Am I hearing things? Or maybe I need to talk to my doctor about these hallucinations I'm having. Well, 
Listen to Ananias' response to God. Yes, Lord. Or as another translation puts it, here I am, Lord. These words echo Samuel's response to God in the Old Testament, as well as Isaiah when he replied to the vision he received of God's holiness. Here I am. Ananias was ready and willing to obey God. He acknowledged God's lordship over the world and over his life. Would you be ready? Would I be ready to respond in this way if God suddenly interrupted our everyday life and called our names? Yes, Lord. The story just gets crazier from there. God tells Ananias to look for Saul, the terrible persecutor of the Christ followers, the one whom everyone feared and the one who wanted to destroy them. Find him, God says to Ananias, and lay hands on him so that he can see again. Can you imagine how Ananias must have felt at this point? Wait, you want me to do what? You must have the wrong person, God. Don't you know what Saul has been doing to us? He might kill me. I could never go near the man. And Ananias did protest. He said, Lord, I've heard about all the bad things this man has done. Let me pause here for a moment. I've heard about all the bad things this person has done. How often do we say that to God, or at least think it? Perhaps God convicts us to show God's love to those whose reputation is less than spotless. Maybe drug addicts, people who've just gotten out of prison, someone who did us wrong, or others we know who have lied or cheated or stolen. But instead of saying, yes, Lord, we say, I've heard about all the bad things this person has done, Lord. How could they ever be good enough for you? (coughs) How about I stay with my nice circle of church friends instead? I know I've done that. What do we do when God asks us to reach out to those that we want to stay away from? Maybe they haven't even done anything that terrible, but they've hurt us personally. Or they intimidate us, or we just don't feel like we have anything in common with them. Do we protest like Ananias did? God, surely you must not be nudging me to reach out to them. I must be hearing you wrong. And I'm too busy with church meetings this week anyway. God hears our objections, just like he heard those of Ananias. And how does he respond? He doesn't say, oh, okay, never mind then. You have a good point. Forget that I said anything. No. Instead, God commands us, as he did Ananias, go. Go. In English, just two little letters, but a weighty command. This is the same command that caused Jonah to flee to Tarshish and caused many of the early disciples to ultimately lose their lives for Christ. The voice of God speaks to us today as it did to Ananias. Go. I wonder where God would have each of us to go this day, this week? Can you hear God's voice calling you to listen and obey? It might be to show God's love to someone in your workplace or to reach out to a neighbor or befriend someone who's feeling lonely. Are you ready to answer God's call to go? William Carey was just a young man in the early 1790s when he heard God calling him to go spread the gospel to the nations. 
It was a pretty unlikely calling. Carrie was a shoemaker with little education, living in rural England. He told a group of associational church leaders about his call, and one man reportedly said to him, Be quiet, young man. If God decides to convert the heathen, he will do it without your help or mine. But despite this opposition and the difficulty of traveling overseas at that time, William Carey persisted and became one of the first missionaries through the Baptist Missionary Society. He served faithfully in India, bringing others to Christ and inspiring generations of later Christians to spread the gospel, all because he was willing to answer God's call. Go, God said to William Carey, as he had said to Ananias. In our passage this morning, God told Ananias that Saul, the great persecutor of Christians, was an instrument that he had chosen to spread his name. Can you imagine how astonished Ananias must have been to hear this? God, are you sure you're thinking of the same person? Surely you must be mistaken. But our God is not a God who will be limited by human perspective. God's ways are far beyond our ways and his thoughts are far beyond our thoughts. God sees things in light of eternity while we're stuck here in May 2022. God can do things that we wouldn't ever have dreamed of, like take the chief persecutor of Christ followers and turn him into one of the greatest witnesses for Christianity that the world has ever seen. Our God can work miracles in people's lives and in our world. Ananias knew this. He didn't have the benefit of knowing the end of the story that we know today. He knew Paul only as a great persecutor of Christians. But by faith, he listened to God's voice, trusted God, and obeyed. Verse 17 tells us, so Ananias went. Can you imagine all the emotions that might have been wrapped up in this little phrase? So Ananias went. Surely he was nervous about what he was about to do, to say the least. He must have been astonished and his heart was probably pounding fast as he walked along the street. Maybe he felt doubtful. What was he about to do? Had he really heard God correctly? Would people think he was crazy? What if Saul hadn't changed? And why was God asking him of all people to go to Saul. So Ananias went. In obedience, this Christ follower risked his life to obey the call of God. He did as God said, putting one foot in front of the other, even though he wasn't sure of the end result. He didn't know the rest of the story like we do. The same man who had said, yes, Lord, went forward in faith as God asked. I wonder what risks God is calling each of us to take in our own lives. Are we willing to respond with faith rather than fear? Will we follow one step at a time, even though we don't know exactly how the journey will end? Will we trust God and go? What steps of faith might you need to take today? I once spent time with some Brazilian Christians who felt called to work with girls at risk of and rescued from sex trafficking in Nepal. Their hearts were stirred by God's purposes, and so they went. These faithful believers moved halfway around the world to work with people 
whom God, to whom God had called them. Well, to be honest, they didn't really have any idea how they'd get enough money to sustain their work, but they knew that God had called them to go. They took a huge risk and obeyed God's plan for their lives. However foolish this might have seemed to outsiders, they heard God's voice, obeyed, and went just as Ananias did. So Ananias went. He laid his hands on Saul. Can you imagine how frightening that must have been? Perhaps Ananias wondered if it would have been one of his last moments on earth. Maybe his hands trembled as he reached out to touch Saul, who up until that day had been his arch enemy. But he persevered, obeying God, and gave the message that God had given. Immediately, the Bible says, Saul's sight was restored, and then he was baptized. Soon he began to proclaim Jesus from the synagogues. What a dramatic turn of events. What a God-ordained miracle. Saul, the fierce persecutor of Christians, began to proclaim the good news of Jesus to everyone who would listen. Can you imagine the astonishment of everyone who saw and heard them? Was this really the same man they had been warned about, whom they had cowered in fear even to think of? And can you imagine the joy and relief that Ananias might have felt? God's plan, which had seemed so crazy when it was told to Ananias, had come to pass. Saul would not hurt him after all. It was just as God had said. And God had used him, Ananias, an everyday Christ follower, to help make this happen. Did you know that the Bible doesn't say anything else about Ananias aside from this story? We don't know what his job was, or whether he was good with people, or with words, or ideas, or with his hands. As far as we know, he was just an everyday believer. He didn't convert hundreds of people, or make grand speeches about Christ, or serve as the leader of a church. But do you know what Ananias did do? He listened to God's voice and obeyed. Yes, Lord. So Ananias went. Yes, there was some hesitation in there, but ultimately Ananias answered God's call. As a result, thousands or perhaps millions of people ultimately came to Christ as a result of the testimony and the writings of Saul, Paul. The world was changed not only by Saul's obedience, but by Ananias' obedience. So Acts 9 does not just recount the calling of Saul, as important as that was. It also tells us about the calling of Ananias, an everyday Christ follower who said yes to God. I wonder today in what ways God is ready to change our world if we would say yes to him. What miracles could God work through our obedience? Maybe we won't ever move halfway around the world to share Christ in another culture, or maybe we won't stand in a podium on a vast stadium and proclaim the gospel. But no matter our abilities, could we make a difference in others' lives in miraculous ways if God calls us to? Could God use us to orchestrate something greater than we ever imagined if we're willing to step out in faith and obey him? I wonder what step of obedience God is calling you to today. It's okay to be afraid. 
I imagine that this was one of the most frightening experiences of Ananias' life, to be honest. But ultimately, he didn't let his fear stop him from obeying God. He stepped out in faith and said yes to God. Maybe you've been protesting like Ananias did at first. You just don't think you're ready for what God has in mind. That's okay. But are you ready and willing now to listen to God's response and go? So Ananias went. Can we say the same thing about you? So Sarah went. So Dave went. So Melody went. It doesn't have to involve a trip around the world. God called Ananias to make a difference in his own community. How would Lower Sackville be different if each of us responded to God's call to serve? My prayer this morning is that you and I will listen to God's voice and obey, no matter how intimidating or unusual the request might be. It might seem amazing, but today's story reminds us that God has the power to use us to change the world. And so I pray that each of us, even today, would be willing to say, yes, Lord, here I am. Let's go. Will you pray with me? God, we thank you for the power of your scriptures, and we thank you for the privilege of studying them together. We thank you for the story of Ananias, um, who with all of his hesitation ultimately answered you. And Lord, we pray that even today we'll hear your voice and follow and answer that call. God, be with us in our fears and our hesitations. Show us your power and the ways that you can use us to transform the world through you. God, help us say yes to you even today. In your name we pray, amen.